start. Oh uh, yeah. What's up everybody? It's your boy DJ Snoop and we live from Bound Backyard Podcast. And I got a special guest with me tonight. Introduce yourself. Oh now? I'm TJ so high, man. That was up, that was up. So um how long you been rapping? Shit. What, eighteen years now? Eighteen years? So you're betting the game now. I mean musically, conceptually, yeah. Like, like on the business end, uh, as far as like you know, getting out here and really doing this shit. Yeah, it's been like three going on four. And I've had a good consistent run so far. You know, since then, it it took me a long time to really get serious, man. Like, oh yeah, I was caught up in my in my home life and living situation. Shit I was dealing with on a personal level for a long ass time. So that always kind of sidetracked me from the business aspect of me actually just pursuing music professionally. Yeah. And one day I woke the fuck up <laughs> and I, I was like the rock in the hard place. Uh-huh. I was caught right in the middle of that motherfucker and it was like all right, man, this is the time where you make a decision for yourself. Fuck everything else that's going on right now. You need you. So what do you want to do for yourself? And I, just, I linked up with a couple of people, you know, and I had them point me in the right direction. And they did that. When they did that, I took off. That was up. That was up. Now, I'm the one who booked people for shows and shit like that. So Okay. So you do it all besides rapping. You do it with, like, promotions, too. Yeah, I, I produce all the got a little bit of a hand in engineer. I'm not the best engineer though, so I'd rather put somebody else in that position to do that. But yeah, I feel you. I as feel far you. as all across the board, I got a hand in everything all across the board. Okay, so who's some of the local are you produce for? Um uh, mostly mostly for myself. Uh-huh. My brother Big Roll. Uh, the homie Fat Bouncer Jay. Me and him used to have a um used to have a little click list set up called These Are We Routes with okay. a couple of producers on Richmond Productions, um, the Homie Thirty Two Bit Cartridge, shit. Who else? Valley Boy. <laughs> I got. Um, I'm working on something on the Homie Control right now. It's a few people. It's a few people. I'm. Okay. I'm really like close knit. Well, the way that I've been moving with it, I've been really close knit about who I choose to produce for, cause uh-huh. I feel like I don't want my work to go to a place to where it don't necessarily fit. You know what I mean? Fair you, fair you. These days, I'm up to it, though. If I'm up, they're going to put a bag in my hand and put something in their hand, then, yeah. Hey, go ahead and get it. <laughs> you know? Go and get that bag. <laughs> so what's the meaning behind your name? Shit, it started out for me going through Baltimore Projects buying dime bags. Shout out to Baltimore Projects. That was at, that was at 15, 16. But, you know, like, since then, the name has transitioned over to mean so much more. Like I'm a real, I'm a very spiritual person. Okay. So the whole title of TJ So High actually is like me being in connection with the Most High. Yeah, that's hard. It's me thinking and elevating myself and operating on a higher level outside yeah. of the norm. People tend to get that shit misconstrued. Not understand why? Because for a long time earlier on, when I was younger, mm-hmm. it was like. That's just me. I'm the weed smoker. You know, like that, that's my thing. I 
every time you see me, that's what I'm doing. I was getting high. <laughs> but, you know, growing up and maturing, maturation has taken me away from that lane. So now it's like I'm that guy that people come to to get their healing from, they counsel. I'm that dude. I feel you. So it's way past that now. Like when you're dealing with me, man, we we speaking on some real intellectual, spiritual type of time now. I'm having like personal reflection and shit like that. So okay. The drug used to been majorly downgraded. Like I still smoke my weed, you know. Yeah. But I'm very limited to that. Like if it's just up to me, I might smoke a blend a day. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. my energy just goes towards a different place now. I have a higher calling than that. So that's a, that's a reflection of what it used to be. So these days, I'm up down somewhere with this shit. Okay, I feel you, I feel you. So describe your type of rap, uh, rap style that you have. <sighs> it's kind of hard to explain. Because all I can really do is say that you'll have to just bear witness to it. Yeah. And you'll have to come up with your own perception about what it is that you witness. Because, like, I'm very lyrical in my wordplay and my style. But at the same time, like, there's still a little bit of ratchetness there, too. <laughs> so it kind of, like, I can't say that it jumps back and forth because it never does that. It's all, like, a perfect blend of some, some of all different types of energy. Uh-huh. But I'm mostly, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of lyrical guys. Like, oh, yeah. me growing up, like, I love my, I love my Devin the Dudes. I love my Scarfaces. I love my Outkast. I love my UGKs. I love my T.I. I love my Lil Wayne. I love my Lupe Fiasco. That's top list. Tribe Called Quest. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a certain taste. I got a certain taste. I, I like things that resonate me with me on an energetic level. That was up. So who inspired you to rap? Oh, it was actually one of the homies that I grew up with, a guy named on Dante Buchanan. This was on this was so long ago. We like twelve or thirteen and he the type of dude He lacked in so many things mm-hmm. but when it came to being a class clown showing his ass, that's what he shined at. And rapping was one of those things that he could do that shit exceptionally well in. Uh-huh. So he'll just come off the top of his head at any given moment and just kick balls to you about anything, whatever you talk about. Give him a subject. He was going to rap about that shit right there on the spot. That man ain't had no form of stage fright or nothing. And like rapping was something that was... I guess you could say I'm kind of musically inclined anyway by nature. I don't know how to play any instrument formally. Yeah. The furthest I done got with learning how to play an instrument formally is a piano. But even still, I'm not a master at that either. Yeah. So watching him do that, and then he'll poke at me, you feel me, and just to try to get me to engage with him because my vocabulary was always so thick. <laughs> they knew I had a knowledge for words. So... And then, you know, I always had my own shit that I like to listen to, too. Uh-huh. So he used to kind of poke and prod at me, you know, try to bait me up to get me to jump in with him. And instead of me trying to, like, just actively participate in freestyles and shit with him, 
I went and sat down and wrote my thoughts out. Because I used to be that guy. I mean, I, like, I still do this sometimes, but intuition gives so many things to me. I have downloads mentally mm-hmm. to where those thoughts can be really overwhelming at times. So it wasn't like I was just, I wasn't ready to just jump off there like that. Hey, Talking about hey. just freestyling off my head like he was. So what I did was I took it back to the crib and I sat down and I wrote my thoughts out. Then I brought it back to him. After I wrote something down that I felt comfortable with, then I brought it back to him. And I just read it to him. <laughs> I just played a beat for him and I just read it for him. He's like, nigga, you just did that? <laughs> Blew him out the water. Cause he he knew I had something in there, but he didn't think I had that in there. Gotcha, gotcha. It just, it just kind of took off from now because when I read him that first rap, he encouraged me to keep going. That's when we started recording this shit on like cassette tape recorders and shit uh-huh. like that. That's old school. Then I fucked around <laughs> and, and got the little Mixcraft program on my computer at home. Started downloading instrumentals. And I just laced them bitches up. I said, I remember the, like the first, the first thing that I ever just created musically was a mixtape that I called Freedom of Speech at the time. This was like 2004, 2005. Okay. And I just sat in my bedroom for like two weeks and just recorded random ass tracks and freestyles in my bedroom to myself. <laughs> And my sister was the only one who knew that I was doing this. But she would walk past my room and see me doing this shit. She thought it was janky at first. <laughs> and then I fucked around and I brought him to the crib one day. And I let him hear it. I had like 25 tracks that I had stacked up. So I just let him go through them bitches and just listen to him. He was blown out his mind. He was like, man, you really sat in here and made all of this? Because, you know, he was he, he could do it, but he didn't take it to that level. So I took the idea and the seed that he planted in me, and I took it to that level. Gotcha, so gotcha. now I done stuck him in there, recorded another 10 tracks with him. So I got a whole, what, 35 songs for a mixtape. It was all <laughs> short-ass tracks, you feel me, but they yeah. added up. yeah. And when I came back, formulated it, made a track list, and had it right there, then I let him listen to the whole thing in full. He was like, boy, you did something in this motherfucker. I just kept going from now. I pretty much just been spending the rest of my life. Like, I didn't pass up on jobs. I didn't pass up on moving away to go do shit. I didn't pass up on college. I dropped out of college three times. Hmm. Like, I got home. I had home, a lot of home life problems, too, growing up. Yeah dysfunction you feel me there's a lot of dysfunction in my home so that was an issue for me too it was a lack of motivation for me to do a lot of other things and my art is the way that i find myself able to express myself because before doing music i was a sketch artist i like to draw and paint shit okay so that's when i made the transition from doing that and i put them pens and them you know i put them notebooks down Mm -hmm. all together and just went to writing lyrics because it was like I had so many thoughts and I got so much shit that I want to say and I feel like the people who matter to me the most don't care about my opinions they look down on that so this was my way of being able to formulate what I had to say in a way to where I could get it across to people's ears 
and it just it just became a snowball effect like everywhere i would go i always kept a laptop with me i always had my programs and shit set up on it eventually after so long of me recording my my lyrics and shit over instrumentals that's when i started making my own beats i took the time to sit down and force myself to learn everything i know how to do i did it all trial by fire oh yeah i started knowing nothing and i just go just go with it and sometimes going through all that drama and trauma in your life it you wouldn't be you today. right right it, it built character it yes. really did that's why i'm like I used to have a lot of regret about that type of thing, but now with these days, it's like, man, that shit that you didn't been through, that shit made you. Oh yeah. Depending on how you handle it, though. Yeah. Cause a lot of people who I know, then went through a lot less than me, uh-huh. but they didn't crash and burn too. Yeah. And I know a lot of people that didn't been through a whole lot worse than me. Cause I was, I was actually a lot more well off than a lot of people that I knew from my neighborhood. I grew up down on the bay. Uh-huh. So it was a, a lot of people from my hood, man, who was a lot worse off than I was. Uh-huh. But they was real survivors, you know? They overcame their shit. You got yeah. some who didn't and some who did. So they left me with a position to, to know and understand. How to find that. Fuck what's going on. Exactly. Fuck what's going on. It's all about how you take whatever your cause is and how you yeah. play them bitches. So I just been running that route with it. Like time. whatever you figure out and like what you want to do use that pain to help you motivate yourself to get better right it's you know coals to the fire yes so i treat it like that i just i let my life experience be my motivator everything that i talk about in my music it all comes from my personal i'm not one of them guys that's finna just get in the studio and sit up in this bitch and i gotta take all these goddamn drugs just sit up in this bitch and mastermind a whole list of lies to you nah this is my real shit that i'm talking about if i'm talking to you about how a bitch broke my heart that really happened to me if i'm talking to you about how i set out this bitch and came up and blew all the other dope boys off the goddamn block and they been here way before me i really did that (laughs) facts facts y'all hear that it's a real spill right here. Even in my spiritual journey, I talk about that a lot too, man. Like, that's what's really going on with me. Like, I'm in a very transitional part about in, in life right now. And sometimes when it comes to that aspect of it, I have to be quiet because everybody ain't on that level. God, so everybody don't necessarily understand where I might be coming from with that. Can't shit everybody feel you like you don't yeah. feel yourself. Yeah, you know, some people still ignorant in their ways, so... Yeah. You gotta be able to, you know, sometimes you have to be able to give out shit with a grain of salt. You ain't gotta fake it, but you just gotta be able to deliver it yeah. in a way that people are able to digest it. Yeah. And understand your music gonna hit uh, certain people. Right. Uh, whatever you do, you know it's gonna hit certain, they gonna hit everybody, it's gonna hit that certain person that you're aiming for. That's why I don't give a fuck about trying to appeal to everybody, cause what I got to say ain't for everybody. Everybody yeah. ain't in the same place in life as me. People got to grow at their own pace, so <laughs> I'm going to do what I'm doing, but that's the same reason why I'm not going to tell the next man that he shouldn't do what he doing. Because what he got to say, somebody need that. Know what I mean? I'm, j- I'm just going to say what I have to say. So I know that my message is meant for somebody. I'm supposed to hit somebody with that, even if it's for me. Yeah. Sometimes I have to put shit out there just for me to be able to deal with shit. <laughs> so I res- I try to respect other people in the same regard. Gotcha. So you had any shows lately or in the past? Uh, 
Yeah, like I was saying to you earlier, you know, in these last four, mm-hmm. I didn't had a mean ass run, man. I didn't had a mean ass run. Everything just kind of slowed down in 2020. Oh, yeah, the coronavirus. Like, yeah, pandemic. you know, when the pandemic hit, that kind of yeah. just that killed everything. All everything. the venues shut down. We went into mean ass curfews. You can't travel for real. So my my real like my last real book show on my on my business end was March 27th last year. Okay. So ever since then, I just you know I'm dealing with this shit like everybody else. I got some, I still got shit going on in the meantime until all of this shit clear up and I can get back to doing what it is that I do uh-huh. and get my ass back on the road because I'm used to touring now. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm used to hitting the road now. I don't. I do what I do here in the city, but I'm already past that point to where I'm paying dues. So I did that two years ago, you know, so. So what's your farthest uh, tour uh, state that you went to? On D.C. D.C.? D.C., tour the whole East Coast. That was up. That so was for my, you know, I got the I got the East Coast under my belt, then I got all of this, all of the golf course. I, uh-huh. I done did all of this shit from, from New Orleans to, like, East Florida, uh-huh. I done covered all of that ground. So after I done did all of this down, here the whole lower Alabama, you know, going up to Birmingham, Montgomery, all that type of shit within uh-huh. these bounds and, and covering everything from Louisiana to Florida. Uh-huh. That's when the homies from out of Florida on Star Cult, shout out to them. That's fam, I love them. Shout out to them. I didn't. I didn't been on tour with them three or four times. They really the ones who I hold responsible for even putting me on the road like that. Oh, that was up. But they the ones who took me. You feel me to cover that whole East Coast. So we went up out of D.C., came back down through Richmond, North Carolina. Shout out to Wilmington, man. I I fucking love performing in Wilmington. They got a. And you know they got a. They got a kind of a half and half kind of <laughs> crowd going on up there, but you mean this is America, so. But the venue that I performed at in on Wilmington, man, they show so much love. It it blows me like it still amazes me because what they did was, and this is why I love them so much. They were a venue who actually took the reins on making the show the best that it could be. So. While this happened while we was in D.C., matter of fact. It's like the day of the D.C. show. I ended up getting word back from, from on, you know, the head of Star Cold. He let me know mm-hmm. that the venue in, D- in Wilmington wanted to take over the show. They wanted to do something extra with it. So what they did was, because originally it was just a hip-hop show. Okay. But what they turned around and did was they turned it into a hip-hop versus punk show. So they ended up taking two of their local bands and they put them on the show with this. You know, the whole hip hop versus punk thing. That yeah. was just a gimmick, you know, just for the for the sake of the appeal. But they had printed they flies up, they came, had had the shit posted up all over downtown Wilmington. So by the time we got there, I'm looking around and my name was already over the place. I was like, man, this right here dope. This hard. I like this. Because you know, I don't see too many venues who really just take reins on trying to make shows successful like that. They'll just take oh, your yeah. money for the booking and then whatever be whatever. Then they'll be looking at... on stage at the same time? 
You say what again? Yeah, I get on stage at the same time. Like, why you doing that song they playing for you? Like, the band that they had? Nah, not at that show specifically, but that has been done for me, though. Oh, it's yeah. been done for me a lot, matter of fact. I'm accustomed to that type of shit, you know? <laughs> like, because I, I do a lot of mixed shows. Uh-huh. Like, I, I do a lot of, like, strictly hip-hop shows, but at the same time, I like blending shit. Because yeah, I, I, yeah. like, I like cultural differences. Oh, yeah. So I like fucking with different people that come from different backgrounds and shit. I don't want to be around nobody I can't learn nothing from. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. So I didn't I didn't get on stage with a bunch of motherfucker man and they either didn't like hit me up right before the show mm-hmm. or stepped to me in the middle of the show and was like, come on man, get on stage with us, just throw some lyrics over us. And I didn't got up that hole and threw some so lyrics. Yeah, like over that, there. Um, the Lincoln Park and Jay Z vibe. Yeah, yeah, I done pulled it. I yeah. done pulled it a lot. Did it, in, did it in Birmingham, matter of fact, at the on at the Nick. The drum, uh, it was a doodle. It was Shout a dude, a drummer, sitting in the cut. I done I already started my set. Mm-hmm. So like I get two songs into the set. They amazed for real because the sound engineer gave me a hard time. He was on some and shit Cutthroat. yeah <laughs> so i didn't really blew all on because they looking at me like i'm just another just another rapper coming in now you know what i'm yeah, saying nah yeah. that ain't me home huh? <laughs> that ain't me that ain't me check my background get on stage <laughs> i get i get like through the second song now they blown so homeboy come up from out of the crowd and walk around he get on the stage with me right before i started that third song he whispered in my ear he like man let me get on these drums in behind you like over real big, go ahead and get back out. <laughs> hey, worked it. Worked up? it. I'm used to that type of shit, though, man. So all the states that you've been to and all the shows that you had rocked out, what's your most turned up show that you did? Shit, it got to be that Wilmington show. Wilmington. It's got to be that Wilmington show. But I could I could say the same for a lot of house parties that I didn't did right here too, though. Uh huh. Cause like 2000, 2018. Man, that was the year of the fucking house party, man. We did that shit, boy. <laughs> we did that shit, boy. I, I'm telling you, man, I had like a house party every weekend, man. That shit was so goddamn fun, man. Ain't nothing and like it, a house party. It be wild to wild. Like, yeah. the homie or set the, set the location up, set his garage up or whatever, and we just piled him in now. And the beautiful thing about it is, You'll, you'll think about it from the outside looking in. You'll think about it like it's small. But when you got 30 to 40 people mm-hmm. squeezed in this little spot like this, and all of them really vibing with each other, and I'm standing on a motherfucking speaker with a spotlight <laughs> shining in my face, and I'm screaming at them over that microphone, and they die <laughs> for it. Hey, man, that's a beautiful-ass feeling, man. A lot of people that learned the lyrics to my songs from house parties. Just being in that element with them, then I've been and pulled the goddamn zip out on their ass. <laughs> He'll roll this up, just throw it on the table. Somebody go get the real off. That's just that how I like up. to get down, though, man. Yeah, that was up. I that like my up. intimate moments, man. Like, I like doing, you know, I like doing shit like this, but I love my intimate moments where people, not to say that they forced to, but when they participate in coming together, in a small environment 
uh-huh. and everybody in that environment vibe and function with each other and it's all love ain't nobody standing across the room mugging and shit looking crazy like they yeah. can't trust this motherfucker or that motherfucker no it's all love in here we all high we drunk <laughs> and i'm on i'm standing on top of the speaker with a microphone what's going on <laughs> so i like doing show shows man See, that was going to be my next question, but I already know your answer. I was going to ask you, what you like best, writing your music or performing your music? Performing it. Yeah. <laughs> performing it. Like the process of creating it, uh-huh. it's still fun because I get to see the shit that I made uh-huh. after the actual process of making it. Like I've become very random about how I put my songs together and shit. Now, it used to be I sit and I write a whole song got and make a beat specifically for it, and boom, that's my song. Not these days. Like, my production style that became very randomized. Like, I record my lyrics before I even do my beats now. Oh, okay. And I go back and I lace everything together after the fact. So I, I build my music based off of the cadence of my vocals. vocals. And when it comes to putting the vocals together, I just... I might have a verse sitting right here, might have one right here, might have a hook saved from over here that I was writing for some other shit. Mm-hmm. And if it blend together, after I, after I use that first, that first piece of vocal work, if it blend with that production that I build over it, then I know what I want to go and add into it after the fact. So I just sit back and I watch it build on itself now. Gotcha, gotcha. It, it ends up making for a, a, a much more entertaining product for me because it's not like I sat here and just premeditated this like, okay, I know what I want to give you. No, I'm not. I'm not going to give you what I think you want to. What, what you, what I think you want me to give you, or what I think I should give you. No, I'm gonna give you what I got. Because I'm dope in my own right. What I got to give is the dopest part about me. Oh yeah. So it's like fuck trying to. Premeditate a murder. Nah, we gonna kill it. We just gonna kill it. Cause we kill us. Yeah. That was up. So much y'all. Man, that was so powerful. That mug <laughs> blew my mind right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you got anything coming out in the project? I actually out? just dropped one today, man. Oh. I actually just dropped one today on that bag you asked for, Champion Edition. That it's bag. on everything. I um, I released a single. Back on Christmas, called Vols. That's on everything. Pretty much all my music on everything. So whatever you listening to your music on, you can go and find it wherever you listening to your music at. Yeah, make sure y'all go stream that. I dropped the um, I dropped another e, I dropped the EP on December the first called Fuck Them Folks. <laughs> Fuck got a V in it for the U, just in case you need that reference. Well, I'm really, I'm really got like still doing my spotlight work off of my dope songs album it's an album that i released back in on damn when when the fuck did i release those songs i i want to say june i want to say june 26 when i dropped that one and i have been working on what makes dope songs so special to me is that i spent the last three years prior to that making that album so that shit set in the woodwork that entire time, and I just watched it build on itself, and I just kept adding to it. And it ended up, it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be like a a four, five track EP at first. 
when I first came with the idea to do it. Mm. But what I ended up doing was, I was like, you know what? I'm finna prioritize all of the music on this album around other people. So what I ended up doing was, I went and got at least one feature for every song on that album. So most of that album is all other people. Like I'm still, you know, performing on it uh-huh. and everything, but it's the centerpiece is the production on yeah. that album. I created the production to be able to complement the people who I featured on it. So like out of that whole project, you probably only got shit, what, two songs? That's just me. <laughs> That's the intro and the lead single. Apparently they need more. Every other song on that album has a feature. And the very last song on that on that album, it's it's just me doing the rapping on that bitch. Mm-hmm. And the feature is one of my producer homies, because he collabed on the beat with me. Uh, I had to sneak it in though. It was <laughs> it was sitting in the cut for too long. I had to sneak it in. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Mo, man. I love that dude. <laughs> Shout out to him. Yeah, I got a bunch of hitters on it though. I got on. I got the song Cry Baby Walker with the rapper Nobody. I got the song New Chameleons with um, Mark Wicks and um, McNasty, the homie McNasty. Shout out to Plethora. I got, um, what is it, The Walk with the homie Third Good Homes. He from out of Florida, but he in the outfit. So, you know, he be traveling back and forth overseas and shit all the time. Uh-huh. And, uh, and the homie 32-bit. 32 big cartridges has been my primary engineer for the last three or four years too. So I have a close relationship with him when it comes to me recording. I got a, I got a lot of people on now though. Like a, a lot a lot of my my little brothers. Yeah. I, I say it like that. These my little <laughs> brothers that I got you know filling out the spots and shit. Cause I wanted to, I just wanted to give them some shine, man. I feel you. I feel you. So any uh, local artist that you want to work with now? Besides right now. your own people that you all be working with? Any new artists, local artists that are out now that you want to work with? I still need to get some work in with X-Habit. Okay, then. I fuck with X-Habit hard, man. X-Habit, like, sending me songs to check out and shit like that. Like, his unreleased music. He'll inbox it to me, then email me about it. <laughs> and I like checking his shit out. He always come with some dope ass shit, man. X having caught. That Him. Uh, that boy Spank Lee. Oh yeah, Spank Lee. I feel like Spank Lee don't fuck with me for real, that's but that's all good. But <laughs> I, I, fuck, I fuck with Spank though. I fuck with Spank. I wanna do something with on with Bianca Clark eventually at some point. Oh yeah, Bianca Clark. I just know Bianca got a lot on her plate too, so yeah. I I really don't I really don't want to come to her if I'm not coming to her on her type of time. Because oh, yeah. I'm used to moving on my own type of time, you feel me? But when it comes to me working with other people, I like to accommodate them because I'm, I do my best work as a support character. Uh-huh. And you're doing all this independent? Pretty much, yeah. I do everything on my own. Outside of like the kindness of others who just choose to support what I'm doing and they choose to lend, they help. I do it all, man. So do you think in the future that you want to sign with a label or you just want to stay independent? If I was assigned with a label, man, they'd have to come with a mean-ass negotiation tactic, man. Because I know how that type of shit go, you yeah, know? Like, yeah. I, I don't want to... 
No 360. <laughs> yeah, man. No I'm not trying to play myself out here like that, man. I know what I got going on, I man. Mine. I don't want no long. And even if, <laughs> even if my numbers ain't as big as what another motherfucker numbers is, I know how the science on that go, too. Motherfucker buy numbers. Oh, yeah. So, just because you got big numbers don't necessarily mean that you just hidden like that either. Because payola is a thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get caught up in that type of shit, man. So, I feel like if I'm going to build my shit up, I want to build it up myself and I want to do it my own way because I know what I want for me. Yeah. I know what's best for me. Regardless of whatever tutelage another person can give me, I appreciate that. Like, I'm going to take in all knowledge that's given to me, but still at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day, ultimately, the decisions that affect me should be made by me. Not, a, not the higher-ups, you know what I'm saying? Not an executive who just, you ain't even in the field like that. I'm out here in the field running this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't finna get him all the goddamn leniency to make no calls on what I got going on. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. I'm my business, man. But they don't know your pain and what you had to do. Right. It's gonna take for, it's gonna take for a motherfucker to come to me and he really paying attention. Well, they, I'm gonna say they. So I don't count no women out either. Women can be professionals too. But if I was to get into, into that kind of business association with somebody, I want to do it with somebody who I know actually pays attention to me and my brand and they know how I'm coming, they know what I'm trying to do. I don't want to get into business with nobody who don't understand who and what the fuck TJ Soha is. They just see a product and want to put a price on it. That's dead. That's dead. Cause I'm not, I mean, I am a product, but I'm not just a product. I'm still a person too. So I need my humanity to be respected first and foremost. If you can do that, we can do business. Cause if I, if I know that you can respect my humanity, then I know that you're gonna respect me and do right by me in business. Yeah. It's rare for me to see that type of shit. <laughs> and I didn't had a lot of people, like I done had to bump heads with a lot of motherfuckers right here in this city and outside of this motherfucker because they'll sell you a mean ass dream. But, man, you not finna be talking to me no any kind of motherfucking way. You think I'm boo-boo the fool. You feel me? And then <laughs> telling me what I can do and what I can't do. No, bitch, I wear these britches. Oh, yeah. I don't know what be wrong. Man, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother <laughs> story, man. Uh, but before we get out of here, because y'all crack the music up, copyright the bug now. But uh, if you were stuck on the island and you can only listen to one album, what album would it be? Aquimini. Aquimini by who? Outcast. Outcast, oh yeah. Shout out I'd die with that. <laughs> I'd die with that. That's going to stay in my ears for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, tell the folks again what you got going on and whether your social media they can hit you on. T-E-E-J-A-E-S-O-H-I-G-H. That's one word. Don't put no spaces in that shit. Please don't put no spaces in that shit. If you did, you fucked up already. That's my name. That's what I go by. That's what represent me. You can find me anywhere and everywhere by that. T-E-E-J-A-E-S-O-H-I-G-H. Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, yada, 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 all that good shit. I just released the Dead Bag You Asked For Champion Edition EP. Make sure y'all go cop that. Go stream all that. At 12 a.m. this morning. Please do. Please run the numbers up. up. 
Please run my numbers up. I finally started seeing money from my distribution, so please continue to feed me. <laughs> this is a business now. <laughs> I can't really, I can't really say what I might have coming out the woodwork soon. Just know I'm planning something. I'm, I'm, I'm raising the consistency back up, man. Like I, I dropped what five, five, six projects last year throughout the year. I want to keep work. that trend going. Yeah, I had keep to get grinding. I had to get back to work. I put so much work into being on the road and doing all these shows that I had ended up getting myself into a lack of actually releasing music. Oh yeah. So now I'm back in that mode to well, I'm releasing music again. Yo, what's up? Yo, what's up? But hey, once this, once all of this quarantine shit over with this pandemic ass back shit, to fit. bitch, I'm gonna be in your city. <laughs> hey, <laughs> goddamn right. <laughs> Make sure y'all follow us live about backyard podcast on Facebook and YouTube. Same name on everything. Bet that Spotify, all the podcast streaming service. We on there. Hey. And I want to thank my special guest TJ So High. I appreciate it. Represent man. the Most High. <laughs> you know, you know that what that is now. Hey, yeah, <laughs> that's all right there. And it's been live from backyard. Yeah. That was dope.